Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Bless you this great day. I am so glad you're listening again today. May God give you a wonderful day and that you would serve Him, walk with Him, and you would certainly ask Him to lead you. Our Heavenly Father, as we share today, I pray that the Spirit of God would be with everything that I say, that God, you would just walk with these listeners and walk with me. Give me help. Give me encouragement. God, help me in my weaknesses. Strengthen all of us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, guess what? I'm going to go back a little bit to kind of the Palm Sunday type of thing because I didn't do a Palm Sunday service. This is after Palm Sunday, but it's still valuable Bible, and I want you to hear some of this, and we're going to talk about it because I think it's important. I thought about leaving it out and just continuing on, but I thought, you know what? It's still part of the Bible. We're going to talk about it, though it's after the fact. But we have another Palm Sunday next year, so we're going to go this route. Our Heavenly Father, lead us, guide us, direct us. In Jesus' name, amen. Jesus chose not to bring attention to himself. Do you know that? He was always out of the limelight. He wasn't in the limelight. He didn't mean to be in the limelight. He did not want to be somebody put up on a pedestal. That wasn't what he was about. He wasn't saying, hey, look at me, folks. Hey, look what I've done. That wasn't him at all. In fact, chapter 9 of Matthew, verse 27 through 30, says this. He says, as Jesus went from there, two blind men followed him, calling out, have mercy on us, son of David. When he had gone indoors, the blind men came to him, and he asked them, Do you believe that I'm able to do this? Yes, Lord, they replied. Then he touched their eyes and said, According to your faith, let it be done to you. And their sight was restored. Jesus warned them sternly. Listen to this. Jesus warned them sternly. See that no one knows about this. But they went out and spread the news about him all over the region. So all of a sudden, everybody was following him. Jesus told them not to do it. They weren't very obedient after they had faith to believe. You know why? Because they were so excited. They're excited. Now they can see. They were blind, but now they can see. We get excited when God does things in our lives, but we need to be obedient too. Jesus was trying to stay away from all the tension because he knew his time hadn't yet come. It was coming. It was coming right down the line because we're coming. uh, This was, uh, you know, we're moving into Palm Sunday and we're moving into the future and all these things were going to come down shortly. But Jesus, I think, was trying to not rush it. See, most of his ministry, Jesus stayed away from the pomp and circumstance. He wasn't interested in being the king as far as everybody recognizing him and and coming to see him, and that wasn't his idea. He many times was remote, especially with the uh, disciples. He'd go into remote places to meet with them so he wouldn't have the throngs of crowds around him. But what was Jesus about? Jesus was about touching lives. He was about touching lives touching the blind men. And he said to them, he said, according to your faith, it shall be done to you. So obviously, they believed. They believed, and it was done to them. If they wouldn't have believed according to the faith, it wouldn't have been done to them. They wouldn't have been healed. But Jesus was healing all the time. He built, he, he was doing the ladies, you know, that, that was having the blood issues. He was dealing with the lady, excuse me, that was having the blood issue all those years as she was crawling through the crowd and reached and touched his garment. And he said, I feel 
the power has come, left me. Somebody has touched me. And it was this lady. He knew the power of God had gone through and healed her. He was called, and the girl that had been died, the Tabitha or Dorcas, had died, and he went there, and you can't, she's already gone, it's too late. It's not too late. I'm Jesus. I'm the Christ. I'm Jesus the Christ is who he is. He could touch lives. He could make the lame walk, the blind to see, the, uh, the dead to rise again. Same thing with Lazarus. He was dead for four days. He stinketh. Stinketh? I'm Jesus. Believe. Lazarus, come forth. Lazarus comes out. He tells the people, loose him and let him go. He was tied up, you know, with burial garments around him, burial wrap. And he said, loose him and let him go. And you see sometimes in, in, in uh, little illustrations, people are pulling the wrap and spinning him, and, he, and he's alive. But the truth of the matter, he was alive. You see, Jesus was always touching lives. It didn't matter. He touched the disciples' lives over and over again. People of God, he touches our lives today. Are you allowing him to touch your life? But suddenly, Jesus is cast into the limelight. Suddenly comes Palm Sunday, which we experienced at church, what, a week ago or so? And and I want to read that to you because I said it's important to share. Suddenly this happened, chapter 21, verse 1 through 11. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethpage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey and tie there with a colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them, and he will send them right away. Well, he's fulfilling prophecy. He's laying out the plan. You see, he knew that they would get this donkey. He knew there wouldn't be an issue. The owners wouldn't fight about it because Jesus is Jesus. He's performing another miracle. It said this took place to fulfill the spoken through the prophet. Say to daughter Zion, see your king comes to you gentle and riding on a donkey and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did what Jesus had asked them to do. They brought the donkey and the colt and placed their the brought excuse me, brought the donkey and the colt and placed their cloaks on them for Jesus to sit on. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road. Isn't this interesting? A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed him. So this was a parade, folks. This was a literal parade. Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, Who is this? The crowds answered, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth, and Galilee. Thus begin the journey that led him to the cross, that led him to the resurrection, that changed has changed our lives forever. See, Jesus continued even beyond that. As he came into town, he did instruct his disciples. He spent three years prior to that feeding into them, feeding God's truth into them. 
He was the master teacher. People of God, he is still today the master teacher. He is teaching you and I how to live. Look, we have the entire Bible. Yesterday I spoke, I mean, excuse me, last week I spoke about Solomon in Ecclesiastes. I talked about his life and the wisdom, how God had used him. And then when the Old Testament was gone, the New Testament, and Jesus came into the world to change the world, things had been fulfilled and other things were going to be fulfilled. And Jesus, as he was raising the disciples to teach so the word of God would continue to spread out, and they listened to him. And like I said earlier in the message that it wasn't about fanfare. It was about taking these 12 men, spending time with them. That's why we call programs in churches discipleship programs, programs to teach people to teach others. We need more people to teach others. We need more of this. We have increased that in our church uh, with classes. I have a pastor, Pastor Max, who is a is for a 28-year-old is a absolutely gifted teacher, and he is teaching a lot of growth classes. I have a guy coming from Colorado in uh, May, I think May 14th through 16th, Friday night, a couple uh, services on Saturday, not services, a couple uh, talks on Saturday and then on Sunday morning. He's coming. In fact, it's a spiritual growth weekend. In fact, I'll, I'll in, invite anybody that wants to come uh, to that, to be a part of that, because it's going to be a great time. Steve Rennick is a phenomenal speaker and pastor, and I, it's just all about spiritual growth. We're going to do a Friday evening, 7 o'clock uh, service with, uh, with uh, not really a service maybe, but a speaking time, and then with some fellowship and some refreshments and just kind of hang out. And Saturday we're going to have a couple sessions that it's going to be about growing spiritually. I'm not going to try to recruit you to my church. That I'm not interested in that at all. But I'm interested in you growing spiritually. I'm interested in me continuing my spiritual journey. Well, you're a pastor. <laughs> yeah, I am, but I need to grow spiritually also. We all need to do that. But Jesus spent those three years uh, touching and, and sharing with these disciples, with people. And it's changed the world because of what they had done. And even after Jesus left them, he ascended to heaven. They went about the business for the next numbers of years sharing Jesus. And, of course, we all know the Apostle Paul uh, during that period of time came to know Jesus Christ and probably had the greatest influence of anybody. I mean, Peter had a great influence at Pentecost because I'm telling you what, the Holy Spirit moved through him and the other disciples, and that's when things started to spread. That's You see in the book of Acts, things multiplied very rapidly. And when you look at multiplication, you see how rapid things grow. That's why multi-level marketing companies do so well, because it is rapid growth. Two people tell two people, that's four, eight, 16, 32, 64, 128, 256, 512, so forth, it happens. That's what happened then. It can happen today. We need to multiply people knowing Jesus Christ. How does that happen? It happens through you. It happens through me. We've got to share the good news of Jesus. Well, folks, I'm out of time, and I've got another uh, second half to this message. I'm going to uh, hope you'll tune in tomorrow and listen. But I pray God will bless you, God would lead you, and you would honor him in everything you do. Have a blessed day. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. 
If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.